So I just read a moderately funny story on Enemy.com where Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich asked fans if they could stop stealing the cushions on the seats of the venues that they played. Apparently, says Lars, this cost Metallica over a quarter of a million pounds to replace the cushions. Fans like throwing the cushions around. I think that's a little bit out of order. I've heard Metallica play songs from St. Anger. Just go to the bar. You don't have to rip up the cushions. I would also say that if the cushions do cost over a quarter of a million pounds, I would question what the cushions are made of. Is it unicorn skin? Is it virgin unicorn skin? Because if you're paying a quarter of a million pounds for cushions, I do suggest that you get down to Matalan. There's something I think about Metallica often. I'm a great fan of their early records. And I sometimes think when Metallica have done this, when Metallica have done that, and you know what I'm talking about, the silly things that Metallica have done in later years. I sometimes think, what would Cliff say? What would the band that defined a genre and lived the lives of rock and roll outlaws, what would they make of what Metallica became? But it also got me thinking a little bit about what it's like to be a rock or a pop star today. Cardi B's in the news for throwing a microphone at a fan who lobbed a drink at her. Beb Rexa had a mobile phone thrown at her face. Drake has had stuff lobbed in. Harry Styles got hit in the eye. Ava Max got slapped by someone running on stage at a gig in Los Angeles. And Pink had a fan throw their mother's ashes onto the stage when she was performing. And it kind of got me thinking that it doesn't seem especially fun to be a rock star or a pop star right now. I was thinking this while I was listening to Austin, the new record from Post Malone. I've never had much time for Post Malone before. Actually, that's not true. I've enjoyed interviews with him. He's talked extensively about his belief that aliens are with us. I'm all about that. More of that, please. But his music, I've never particularly been bothered about. But this new record, Austin, that is a great record. It came out last week. The first three songs, the run of Don't Understand Something Real and Chemical, that's a really great opening run on a record. I don't know enough about Post Malone really to say what differs about this record and previous ones. I mean, I know he started as a kind of alt rapper. Any white boy alt rapper is always going to run the risk of veering a little bit close to Kid Rock territory for my liking, but on this record there's something hazier, there's something dreamier about it. It's got real heart about it, there's something very sincere. But it is impossible to hear this Post Malone record and think, my god, there is someone who is really enjoying being famous. And that kind of got me thinking a little bit. Post Malone's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. I mean, not literally. I mean, I'm not fat shaming him. Like, in terms of his status as a famous person. But he doesn't seem very happy at all. And I got thinking a little bit about the megastars of my youth. Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson. And thinking about the way that fame opened up this world of opportunity to them. I think fame was very different in that era. There was real money in music still. Me and my wife were talking recently about what fame is. How famous can someone actually get in 2023 within the realm of music? If you went to a remote village in Africa, for example, how many musicians of the Western world would they be able to name? I'm almost certain they would be able to name Ronaldo or Messi. These are icons. These are people as famous as it possibly is to be. But musicians, I'm not sure. I think Taylor Swift, for example, is about as famous as it's possible for a musician to get. But is she as famous as Michael Jackson was? Nowhere near. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because when I name those people I've just said, Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson, these people were gods of a previous era. But when you look at their lives and how things worked out, how happy really were any of them? 
them. Prince isn't here anymore. It seems like Madonna can't set her compass but where she wants to go creatively. And no one would look at the life of Michael Jackson and think, I would like to follow that trajectory. But those people did express a glamour and an ambition that made fame seem desirable. And I'm not sure today's musicians especially do. Post Malone's record sounds like it was made by a man who is trying to put who he is in 2023 together. Okay, he's young, he's not even 30. It makes total sense that someone at 28 would be questioning who they are and what they want to be. But given his wealth and his influence and the introverted nature of the songs that I'm enjoying so much on his new record Austin, I think it's safe to say that he's not an especially happy man. I think some of this is cultural in a way. Again, a return to Madonna and Prince and Michael Jackson, and maybe we want to throw Whitney Houston in there too. That era of American pop culture was an era where America ruled the world, politically and economically. Those people were advertisements for a particular way of life, a certain confidence, or maybe even arrogance in fact. And when you think about the West now, how much time we spend on interrogating our past, and I think that kind of anxiety about what we are and what we want to be has infiltrated pop culture. It's very rare now that I listen to a record and think, wow, that's an optimistic interpretation of where we find ourselves. And I suppose that's natural, because when you read the news, the planet is burning, our different opinions have seen us polarised and tearing ourselves apart, seemingly maniacs around the world. And maybe it was always so, but these things are much more transparent now. When I used to listen to Michael Jackson and think he was the sheeniest, most hopeful music I'd ever heard, I wasn't aware of the nefarious details of his life, allegedly, 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 or indeed what was going on within the corridors of power. Some of that's the naivety of youth, some of that is that the world was just a lot more simple. I've never really understood the appeal of fame. As a music journalist, I was kind of always inspired by the music journalists that people knew about. I don't think that's the same as wanting to be famous, I just wanted people to know that I was good at what I did. I don't know how successful I've been with that, but hey, if you know, you know, and thank you for knowing so. But I was never particularly bothered about walking down the street and people knowing who I was. I've actually written quite a lot about this in my book, which is getting very close to completion now, thank you for asking. But in 2023, I really have no idea why anyone would want to be famous. You might have been following what's happening with Lizzo right now and some of the accusations that are coming at her from previous employees. I don't really want to comment on it because what I normally think in situations like this is just wait. Go make yourself a sandwich, go for a walk, get on with your life and just wait for the facts to emerge. Because there are no facts right now, really. There are some accusations. That's one side of the story. If you just wait in time, all will be revealed just chill your boots. I always find it distressing to go on Twitter and see that the majority of people seemingly have already made up their minds despite not being present, despite knowing nothing about the situation, other than what some disgruntled people have reported. But hey, maybe Lizzo is running an abuse factory and I'm just being naive. As I say, all will be revealed in time. I think what seems to have gone on there is the blurring of the lines between professionalism and the chaos that exists within creative and entertainment-based industries. The story about the banana. Years ago, I knew a journalist that went to interview a band in Amsterdam, and he ended up at one of those sex shows. I can't think of anything I would like to do less than go to a sex show in Amsterdam involving a stripper and a banana, but hey, sometimes evenings get out of hand, and he was involved in a situation like that, and I don't think he particularly wanted to be. But he interviewed the band, they went out afterwards, he found himself in a situation where that was going on, he thought maybe this is something I should write about, he was young. 
and it was probably something afterwards where he did feel like he was out of his depth and he had to do something that he didn't especially want to do and that's wrong and that's something that we should question and we should think about where the lines are drawn between someone doing a professional job and how they would like to be treated but I also have this concern that we are constantly trying to regulate everything in the world and make them sterile and dry or taking away the autonomy of people where they can say no I'm sorry I don't want to do that I understand power dynamics I understand that some people feel like they can't say no or they're going to lose their job again I've written about this in my book and some situations where I have felt something along those lines but again and i moan about this sort of thing on the podcast all the time 2023 we should never lose track of the fact that life is messy but anyway going back to the original point about lizzo who i think has had a target on her back for not fitting the mold of what pop stars are quote unquote supposed to be anyway it's interesting that these accusations were first reported to the best of my knowledge in the new york post which is a conservative newspaper and so has never particularly been on board with the idea of a black body positive feminist superstar. But it really did make me think how being famous is really in 2023, just putting yourself in the firing line, just waiting for someone to tear you down. It doesn't look any fun. And even though it maybe has never been fun to be that kind of famous, it should at least look like it. I just wanted to say, if you're planning on going to see Metallica, don't rip up the cushions. They're expensive and they're made of unicorn skin. Lars can't afford it. Although, Lars has been right about things in the past. If we could go back in time, I think a lot of people would say, Lars, you were right about Napster. We're not going to take the piss. You are warning us that the music industry risks being irrevocably destroyed. Listener, leave those cushions alone.